0: Blog Talk Radio, Love, talk, radio. Love, talk, radio.
1: Super Bowl edition, Monday night, 8 o'clock, day after the big game. Football season's over, and here we are. And I will apologize that um, I've been battling a cold, and my voice comes and goes. I have my tea, and I have my cough drop, and let's see if I can make it through the show unscathed. It is me, Commissioner T, host of the Madden Voice, the day after the big game, or as some are calling it, the big dud. What happened? Where was the back-and-forth competition that we expected? Where, wh- where, what happened yesterday's game? All the hype, number one offense, number one defense, Peyton Manning versus uh, Legion of Boom, and, oh, you know, highly anticipated 111 million households. And... Um, wasn't quite what anybody expected it to be. And I will say this, and I will take this to my grave, no one saw this coming. Uh, Seattle 43, Denver 8, blowout, pillar to post, annihilation, destruction. Uh, We're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about Peyton Manning, Richard Sherman, Broncos, Seahawks, Marshawn Lynch, future and uh, an interesting question that I pose are the Broncos really the second best team in the NFL or is there at least one other team that might stake the claim Um, and why did the Broncos lose is was it was it just one of those days for the Broncos or is just this is just, just this matchup and this is the way it would be if they played 10 times it'd be this way nine but as you guys all know I don't do this by myself I've got, I've got co-hosts. I've got people that do this with me. Uh, first of all, let me bring on one of the best Madden players in the world. Was not uh, with us last week, but he is returning this week. He is the man that you will find on Season 4 of Madden Nation, Ali Quick, on Twitter. And happens to live uh, very close to where Peyton Manning spent most of his career. Uh, let's bring K-Star on. Welcome to the Madden Voice. What's going on, T? Uh, um, well, rough over there. what's that?
2: So you sound a little rough over there.
1: Uh, yeah, my voice is uh, not cooperating, but, uh, or, or, or I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to rough it. I'm going to try. So, uh, let me also bring on, uh, the newest host to the Madden voice. Uh, I call him JB, my younger brother, Jay. Welcome to the Madden
0: voice. Appreciate it, brother. Sorry that you're under the weather. Hope you get better soon
1: though. Yeah, me too. Me too. And uh I don't see Dr. Train just yet, but uh I'm assuming Doctor Train will be joining us momentarily, uh, to kinda of share his thoughts with us as well on the show that, on the uh game. So, um so okay, none of us saw this coming. And uh you know, K Star in 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 just, just give me one word. Let's just start with one word. Give me one word to describe your reaction to this game.
2: Disappointed. Really, just disappointed. I mean, all the hype, like you, you know you were just talking about, and for it to be a dud, which again, no one expected,
1: is really disappointing. Okay. JB, give me one word. One word to describe this game.
0: Well, that was going to be my one word, so I'll go into a different word and just say stunned. I'm absolutely stunned at, at what I saw from the moment that ball was kicked off until the clock read zero. Stunned. Hmm.
1: So, <clears throat> K-Star, you've watched Peyton Manning, um, you know, being that you're right there in, you know, Indianapolis, and certainly watched him play for the Colts for a number of years. Um, you know, in your opinion, probably haven't seen more of his games maybe than all of us. What happened? What happened? Let's just start first of all with Peyton Manning. What happened with Peyton Manning?
2: Um, honestly, it looked like Peyton had no answers for the defense in the sense that um, for the first time I really seen him kind of play conservative. Like he was running a lot of screens, a lot of checkdowns and stuff like that, and. Um, Honestly, with the ball for him uh, got open the wrong way as soon as that fumble happened over the top of his head, first play of the game. Uh, but for him, he had no, you know, the, the problem with Seattle was that they were able to just rush forward and they were absolutely in his face every single time. I mean, that pick, fix we saw was him getting hit. And um, that's not what we're accustomed to seeing from Man. And he's able physically to line you up, especially if he you knows what kind of defense you're in, um, and, you know, beat you with his brain. For whatever reason, it just did not happen. He just seemed to not have an answer or even really, in my opinion, a very good tactician, tactical kind of game because I didn't see him set up the defenses for a defense before, uh, um, you know, situation for where Decker and Thomas then can exploit. Uh, it was just a lot of dumps, passes, a lot of just conservative plays. And um, it was an accurate down the field, too, and he did take his chances. So it was just very weird to see.
1: And by the way, my word was, it was shocking. <laughs> that, that's my word. Um, let's bring on the other co-host, AFL Super Bowl one winner, Mister PhD himself, Doctor Train. Welcome to the Madden Voice.
3: What's up, T? K Star, J. What's going on, man? T is so T what, is on
1: inju- T, T's voice is on injured reserve right now. Okay. I got my tea and I got my cough drop, so hopefully I can make it through the show. Uh man, you, get the,
0: you get the stuff I told you to get you? I told you to man,
1: get? You 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 act like you act like I just walk up the street to a health food store, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh no. I didn't I didn't get the stuff. But um listen. Give me one word to describe your reaction to yesterday's game.
4: The time is breaking.
1: Up. Are you there? Uh, Hello. Hello. Is this me or are you? Are we having technical difficulties?
4: I I don't know every I don't. I just got it on the normal speaker that I normally use.
1: Okay. Can you hear me okay now? Are we good? Yeah, we're good. All right. One word to describe yesterday's game.
4: Um Man, uh surprising. <laughs> You know what? Better yet, I would just rather use disappointed. That would be <laughs> for the word.
1: me. That's the, the word. word. Disappointed. Yeah, Jay wanted to use it too. Uh, Jay, what yeah. was your word again? Stunned. Stunned. I said shocking, disappointed. Um, you know, Trey, I'm going ask you because I know you're a big fan of defense, and having been a Chicago Bears fan, for such a long time and having seen some of the better defenses in the NFL. Um, was there anything, once you saw this game unfolding, did you think that maybe in the second half that Peyton was going to come out and adjust? Did you have hope, knowing how good this defense is, but also knowing who, who's on the field? Did you think, okay, you're going to go in, or make some adjustments, you going to come out and it's going to become a game?
4: actually uh actually I did I felt like the score was not out of reach of Denver uh I felt like you know Seattle wasn't doing anything exotic they were just very disciplined very sound and I just figured you know given Peyton Manning's history of adjustments that you get that you get that first half in you see what you weren't weren't able to do you go back you look at some you know some pictures some you know Whatever you need to take a look at, have that pep talk and okay, find some holes. I really thought second half would be played by them a little better. Not even to th- not even to say that they would actually win the game. Just I just thought that the second half, yeah, Denver's definitely going to come out and uh, and play much and play better than they did the
2: first half.
1: Okay, so, so yeah. go with me, got, got So, K Star Jay, did y'all feel the same way? Because that's how I felt.
2: You know. Me, personally, I actually did not. And the reason why was because when I was watching the game and the fact that they are getting so much pressure on Peyton, like, at this point, they're just, like, under, or, you know, overwhelming that offensive line. And to me, my whole belief was, yeah, Denver might play a little better. They might have, like, a scoring drive, but this is the worst situation they can ask for. This is when Seattle's pass defense is its most hellacious form. Like, for me, it was, like, emergency 9-1. Peyton and them, they're kind of in trouble. We better, like, a life raft or something because this is bad. Um, but, it, you know... It, it just, it's just just the way the game went. It was just like from the beginning, just not in their favor. And I didn't think even after halftime with what was going on, that they
0: would uh, really be able
1: to recover from it personally. Okay. Jay, where were you at at halftime?
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right in line with K-Star. I was crossing my fingers hoping that it would be a, a more competitive game. But when, when you're up 22 to nothing, and you already know what the offense is going to do – Seattle just basically years back and was coming for them. And when you're down by that much, half the game is already gone. I don't see you going to a running game that you basically didn't have. No Sean Moran was already hurt, so they didn't have that going whatsoever. They really didn't have any offense going whatsoever. They knew that man was going to have to go, down, go and drop back and start firing away. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, four down linemen, they're all pass rushers. They're all going to come for them. And it just seemed like just from the from the beginning, from the beginning, I, the announcers were talking about how loud it was, and I know it's, it's not the, it's, it's exactly the same as being in Seattle, but it was kind of ironic for them to play as if they were back in Seattle. And I think right. it, things just the, the opening, uh, not the kickoff, but excuse me, the, the opening snap going over Manny's head and, and right, right, that right. Mis- Let me let center. me bring
1: it back to my let me bring it back to my 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 point though. So. Jay and K-Star felt like it was over at halftime. Train, you felt, like, you felt like Peyton was going to come out in the second half and do something. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm on your end, Train. My, my point that I was trying to make was, so the first half went down the way it went down, 22 to nothing. Even if you didn't think that they, could, that they were going to come back, I don't think anyone doubted that they could come back based on Peyton's ability to put up points. I think we all have to at least accept that the possibility was there even if you didn't believe oh, yeah. on this particular day. So, how mm-hmm. yeah. how tragic was it? <laughs> and and I'm I'm getting somewhere that the the kickoff is returned for a touchdown. And now <laughs> instead of it being 20 oh. nothing, it's 29 nothing. And my point is twofold. One is when Peyton Manning came out for his first drive in the first quarter, I saw a look in his eyes that I got to tell you guys, I have never seen in his career. I saw defeat. I have never seen that look in Peyton Manning's eyes, ever. And I, I'm telling you, if you guys watch the game back, you, there's, a, there's a couple of cam- camera angles where Peyton is behind center and they're coming in from the defensive point of view and you could see the look in his face. And I got to tell you, it, he looks defeated. And that's when I knew, regardless of the score, I said, it's, this game's over because Peyton now looks defeated. And I'm, and I'm going to tell you who's not getting enough credit, in my opinion, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. I've said it all year long, coaching and quarterbacks, okay? We can all agree that Peyton is the better quarterback on any given day. But Pete Carroll put a plan together that dominated the Denver Broncos, more so than what Peyton could react to. Pete Carroll deserved – I mean, if you can give a coach MVP, in my opinion, Pete Carroll should have got MVP, My my opinion. That's all I'm saying. Um, K-Star, I'm going to ask you a question. You uh, came on Facebook <clears throat> and said, Marius Thomas, second-best wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. You still feel that way?
2: I do. I mean, he was the only guy that Denver could even get open. Like, it just seemed like they were so overmatched Denver from the jump. The only person I felt that could even do anything uh, at that point when we saw the game and how it was going to play out was Demarius Thomas because he's just that kind of uh, freak athlete. I thought he had a very good game. It's unfortunate Tra- that he had that Tra- fumble.
1: I'm going I'm to go on a limb and ask Train, do you feel the same way about Demarius Thomas' performance as, as K-Star does?
4: No. No, I don't.
1: Okay. Uh, the
4: opportunities with the opportunities, very few and far between, and on top of that, he fumbled. He fumbled on a drive where Denver needed at least some kind of spark. You no. Know?
2: I mean, yeah, he fumbled. It was a big play, but the guy at the same time was the only one making any kind of – uh, only productive player for Denver. He was the only spark plug on offense that they had. Demary. Well, I don't understand why the Marines be cut down from this game. Okay, like, but most of someone. catches, not against
4: Richard Sherman. They came, you know, away from Richard Sherman, and so did everyone else who actually got a chance to catch a ball. It was away from Richard Sherman.
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why. And first of all, most of his catches were underneath passes. That's why he had like yeah. 13 catches for like 120 yards. He, could, he got nothing deep. And because they went zone and said, go ahead, we'll give you the little dink and dunk stuff. And that's why. I'm going to tell you. And I'm not even – the fumble was bad. The fumble was bad. I'm going to tell you why I'm coming down on your boy. Because your boy got and – I, and, I, and, I, and I don't know if y'all saw our first take. And I'm not trying to steal anybody's thunder because I already thought this. Your boy got punked. Because when uh, Cam Cam Chancellor came across and nailed your boy like that, your boy was done Ooh. the rest of the game. When he got that hit, that was it. He was done the rest of the game. Nothing. He, he didn't did. get punked
2: at all. He got hit hard, but he got right back up, and he was catching those tough passes underneath. He was not scared, man. Like, I – Again, Demarius Thomas was the only productive to play on this on the Broncos yesterday. Like I, I can't believe that this is where it's underneath coming to. Like Demarius?
1: because Peyton was throwing to him underneath passes. He got nothing over the top.
2: Nothing. And, and that's because but hold on, wait, hold on. I mean that deep pose, Demarius had Earl Thomas and whoever the corner was beat. I mean Peyton, if he throws that in strides, it's a touchdown. It's like I, it wasn't Demarius Thomas's fault that game. Like
1: I, I think way I think off whole, my boy. I think the whole I think the whole receiving core. I'm not just picking on him, but I'm saying as the leader of that as the leader of that receiving core, I expected more from him. going would be the one guy to make plays all over that field, not just underneath. He made nothing downfield. with, you know, of, of I, I guess the touchdown 20 yards. I guess you could say the touchdown, but you know, 36 and nothing at that point. I mean, you know, uh, 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 I I don't think. Uh, as the leader of that offensive, and I, I'll tell you, I think Calvin Johnson would have had a better game. Uh,
2: he's not Calvin. I say it was Calvin. I, I
1: think, I think, I think there's a few other receivers that would have had a better game. I, I can't believe they're counting Killer you now. I mean, don't be wrong. It was
2: in vain, but the dude did have like most receptions in uh, Super Bowl history. I mean, like he's yeah. a long bronco, like Eric.
5: No, hold on, wait, wait, wait. My, my point right. is
2: this: it's not. It's not that these were yeah, huge don't, catches, don't but my point was fact. Eric Decker. Not, not up. Had, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Oh, Eric, Decker's Eric Decker's Decker didn't show up. West Welker was being destroyed. Julius Thomas had what, how many
1: catches? Absolutely, Welker had eight, eight for eighty-four. Yeah. Same shit underneath. You know, no, no, Welker was just
4: being destroyed. The main. The main thing you got you gotta understand about this game is that the Seahawks dictated everything. The Maris Thomas caught. There were no fifteen, twenty, twenty-five yard catches down the field. They made them throw underneath and popped them every single time. He had one one chance where he had pure one on one and he beat the guy for a touchdown. That's awesome. But I mean, still with, with what he did and the way he just Denver played as a whole, it's it's like it's like knowing Boyd. It's it's like giving credit to. Is you know giving credit to Ju Brees because he broke what uh, the the passing record, but they t- but they had a losing record for the season.
3: It, 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 Demary- it's, it, 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 basically, you go down and not doing nothing.
4: The, it shouldn't be they dictated his catches.
2: It was oh yeah, of course they did. But, I mean he was right. running underneath because they were you know most things were covered, and when they did have their shots, Peyton overthrew him. It's not like Demarius was just
1: over there no, dropping or anything. Overthrew him, but not every time. He wasn't getting open. That's all I'm saying is, this is the game. This is a I, Super I don't know Bowl,
2: This is the Super Bowl. He had, he had I don't think he didn't get open. I mean, Peyton didn't have enough time to throw the ball down the field if he did. Well, he completed Dude, no points.
4: one was true. No one was getting open. And even the times that Peyton Manning had a minute to throw, still no one was open. You saw how many times he had to roll out of the pocket. Hey, man, it doesn't yeah, roll and he pocket. got flushed
2: out of pocket, though, because that pressure's coming right off uh, right guards. Like It
4: was crazy to that and him. the fact that even when he rolled out, he still was holding on to the ball because nobody was <laughs>
0: open. Exactly. It, y'all, y'all are both right. Nobody was open, and he had pressure coming from basically every angle. Now, going back to the marriage I think the reason why T was bringing it up is because it has uh, been said that he's the second-best receiver out there in the league and I, I'm going to throw my two cents in and, and, and agree, no, he's not. He's not the second best. Yeah, he caught 13 balls. There were one all underneath, and two, you're a big boy, too. I mean, he was, what, 6'3", 230, 235, something like that, and he's got a little bit of wheels. The, the thing is, Seahawks, not only did they play zone, but they're fundamentally sound tackling. They didn't let him get 5, 10, 15 yards and, and then go off to the races. They weren't having that. As soon as he caught the ball, they smacked him. And they didn't. They didn't just hit him hard. They wrapped him up and brought him down. And at times, they gang tackled him. He hey, 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 Jay. To get hey,
3: hey, hey, Jay.
1: Jay. hold on. And 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 I think the other reason I brought it up is one of your points was his yards after catch. That was one of your points. And I I think I I, I think I told you that it's scheme. You you gave him way too much credit on yards after catch. I give him some credit. I give him some credit. But some of it is scheme and. He got, he got no yak <laughs> yesterday. That's all I'm saying is I, I, I get what you're saying, K-Star. Of the receivers, he was the most productive, but what I was looking for in the first half was for him to make a statement play to try to get these guys, you know, hey, man, I'm going to make a play, man, you know, just like Des would say, just like Calvin Johnson would say, you know, get me the ball. I'm going to make a play. That's all I'm saying, and I didn't get that from him. I didn't see him hey. making, making that play in the first half that might have kept Seattle back just a bit might open things up. He didn't make that play. Yeah, Peyton missed some throws. There's no doubt about it. Peyton he was he missed my touchdown.
2: Like if he hits that, I mean that throw. That it's all like relative, really. At that point, like it's just. I, I felt like mayors was the only person I saw get separation, make and be the only productive Bronco of everyone. The Eric Decker wasn't nowhere to be found. Like, um, well.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: All right. Just um, shooting barrel. He's got pressure coming all over the place, so I'm not surprised he's throwing balls a little high in the sail and whatnot. I mean, overall, Payne didn't have the greatest game. Obviously, it was subpar. But one, folks aren't getting open. Two, he's got to hold the ball a little longer than he wants to. More pressures coming up. It's a lose-lose situation for him. He's not going to be able to win no matter how you slice it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's let's um let's talk MVP for a second, and uh, I want to go to train first. Do you agree with the MVP choice?
4: Man, that's a tough one. T I put it to you this: I can't say that I necessarily disagree with it, um, but it's it's hard to because the defense was lights out. So to me, it's hard to even just pick one person. I would just say I'm glad to see it was somebody from the defense because the defense dictated that game.
1: Okay. Does anybody have a differing opinion on who the MVP should have been?
0: No, not really. I mean, an an argument could be made for Percy Harvin um, just because of how electrifying he was. But overall, I don't have a problem with it.
2: I feel like like Cliff Averill had a – a legitimate case because i mean he had i believe five pressures a few sacks and that he had forced that <laughs> uh pick six in a fumble. He was all over. He was dominant. But i mean, you know, someone from the defense had to get it.
1: Yeah. Uh Cam Chancellor uh, Chancellor to me. MVP. I, I don't I and and i'm not strong on it. I'm not saying that um the guy i can't remember his name, but the guy that they picked um Malvin didn't have Smith. a great game. Yeah, i uh, didn't have a good great game. Um, you know, obviously you had a pick six and had a fun recovery and, you know, had a great game, but I'm trying to tell y'all something. I'm trying, I'm, 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 hollering at y'all for a minute. Okay. I arguably, I will say in my life, I've watched more football than all of y'all arguably. Okay. I'm just going to say, cause I started watching football at a very young age. So I'm going to pull just a little bit of rank here. All right. Uh, although train, I think may understand this about as good as anybody. But I'm going to tell you something about it's not just that these guys played good defense. It was the tone they set from the outset. And I got to tell you, I was thinking this through the whole game, and then I watched first take, and I said, Stephen A. Smith is stealing my thunder because he said it right. <laughs> that defense punked the Broncos, and that's exactly what I was saying. They are, San Francisco is physical, but this was different. This was intimidation. And I'm telling you, it started with your boy. And I'm not saying he literally wasn't intimidated. I'm saying that the Broncos was intimidated. Yeah, he popped right back up because that's what you do. He's a big boy. I'm not saying that he was scared, but I'm saying it got his attention. And I'm saying Decker and Welker and, and, and Julius Thomas, did he even play? Did Julius Thomas even play? Another big boy? that these guys were hitting, and it started with, with Chancellor. That boy, 6'3", 218 pounds, he put a lick on him, and he was hitting the whole game. And they were hitting. I'm telling you, that, to me, set the tone of the game. He set the tone early on. We come into play, and, I'll, and we, we're going to – you guys, if you want to beat us, you got to get physical. And if you're not going to get physical, we're going to run all over you. And that's exactly what this team did. I, I've, I'm, I'm going to tell you, the only other team, and this has been the big talk, and I don't know what you guys think, this team's defense is better than the Ravens' defense that won the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. It better. But the only team that I would put ahead of them, I would put the be 85 Bears ahead of them because I remember that team. And that team was, that team was nasty. <laughs> that defense was nasty. So I would put the 85 Bears defense ahead you're welcome, train. <laughs> but but this is the best defense I've ever seen. I am I, and, and again, it wasn't just being physical. It was that they sent a the message of yeah, we're here, and if you're gonna win, you're gonna have to outmuscle us. And this this Broncos team can't do it. That's not how they're built. They're a finesse team. They're a speed team. And it just, they, they, they didn't have a chance. So anyway, that was that was um, that was kind of my thoughts. Um, Uh, So, Broncos lose, and generally you look at and you say the two best teams in the NFL, um, you know, played this game. Broncos lose, they The question on the table now is, do we still consider the Broncos the second best team in the NFL? Or could a team like San Francisco step up and say, nah, we're the second best team in the NFL? Uh, let me start with uh, train. My
4: um, uh, best way I can respond to you and on this one, T, is that the Broncos are the best team in the AFC. So, yeah, you can possibly argue that. San Francisco can possibly <laughs> argue that they're the same team. They did play Seattle better in at Seattle's stadium. You know, it was a closer closer game, but... As far as I'm concerned, the Broncos were the best team to come out of the AFC and, you know, arguably the two best teams played against each other.
5: Okay. Seahawks game. See
2: K-Star? Day. K-Star? Um, well, it's all said and done. You know, I felt like after seeing everyone, and as far as matchups go, I mean, yeah, of course, the you won't get an argument from me, the Broncos were definitely best in the AFC, but I felt like the second-best team overall were the San Francisco 49ers uh, just because with how they played. Um, in the postseason, in the regular season, you know, 12-4, and four, and challenging Seattle toe-to-toe, that great defense. Uh, and just, you know, the, the fact of the matter is that, you know, San Francisco could beat you in many different ways. They can pound you. They can beat you with defense. You know, they can uh, they can have some players in the passing game that can make plays for them. Um, so when I left, if there was a power rank at the end of the year, I definitely would have said San Francisco second just by um, just by how good they looked throughout the postseason.
0: Okay. Jay? Yeah, I got to agree with both y'all uh, on that one, all of you. I think that the Broncos are the best team in the AFC, uh, but if you look at overall total, I think the 49ers would be the second best. You look at Seattle and you look at San Francisco, they are mirror images of each other. So the question is, hypothetically, had it not been for Seattle, let's say San Francisco against Denver, I'm not sure if we would have seen anything different. I think it, it could have Possibly been the same type of blowout, so yeah, I agree. I think San Francisco is the second best team in the NFL right now.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I respect I respect the fact that you can't you can't shut down the fact that the Broncos made it to the Super Bowl and the fact that they got whooped shouldn't matter. But I got to tell you, if it, it, you know, just taking conferences aside, I, I, I my opinion has changed now. I, I really think that San Francisco now should be considered number two because. You know I mean it, it, they are similar to Seattle as far as how they play and make up and um you know they're they're the only ones that really give Seattle a consistent problem. They're the only ones, so i mean i know I know the Saints played them well, but the Saints had some problems down the stretch in the regular season, so you know if the Saints had even won their division, then maybe I'd be asking about the Saints, but <clears throat> they didn't you know so. And uh, Carolina, well, you know, we, 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 we saw what San Francisco did to Carolina, so that's, 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 to me, at this point, a non-issue. So, yeah, I think the 49ers right now, um, um, you know, they're, they're, they're the second-best team, in my opinion. Um, let's talk, though, about Manning's legacy. We've talked a lot about Peyton Manning on the show, and uh, we've had differing opinions. And now the question is, how does this abysmal performance affect Peyton Manning's legacy? You know, I mean, we, we've talked about top five quarterbacks of all time, and you know the conversation of Peyton being in that in that topic has come up um, you know i i had a spirited discussion with a guy on facebook on uh, twitter about Peyton Manning and then found out the guy is is um well was a Colts fan and you know he's just a Peyton Manning loyalist so he's he's not objective but um he thinks Peyton's the greatest of all time um which to me is 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 just ridiculous um but K-Star, I'm going to start with you because, you know, of your logistics. What do you think this game means, Peyton Manning's legacy? What do you think this game did? Now that he he lost, we don't have to debate what happens if. He lost and he lost badly. What does this do to Peyton Manning's legacy?
2: Uh, I don't think it really changes it. I mean, he only had a chance to really enhance his legacy, and he didn't do that. And so, for me, it's like, you know, he's still a top-five quarterback, you know, Uh, You know, five MVPs kind of speak for themselves. But then again, so do those playoff losses. Uh, Especially, you know, to go down the way he did without really much, without any kind of fight uh, in this game was I I felt pretty disappointing. But I don't think it really damaged his legacy at all. He just he had a chance to enhance it, he didn't take advantage of that,
1: Um, and that's pretty much where it is today. Okay, K Star. I mean, I'm sorry, Uh, Doctor Train. Uh, I don't have
4: anything different to say as far as you know from what. K-Star just mentioned, I felt the same way. It was, it was really a, only a chance to make it better, not really to make it worse. You know, you just have to give credit to the other side, you know, there's credit more credit to the opponent. And, you know, if Peyton men had had, you know, a uh, better O-line play, maybe it's a different game. But as far as hurting it, no. JB, do you agree with
1: JB, do uh, you agree with me? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I do. I don't I don't think anything different can be said. The one caveat I will throw out there is if this is his final game for whatever reason, I think there will be some people out there that will say this has an impact on his overall legacy. Uh, but if he's able to play another couple of years, and I think this will be a distant memory. I think you really have to give credit to how Seattle played and the fact that Seattle beat him in all three phases of the game. If it hadn't been for that and it was just the, the, the stifling defense and that was it, Eh, Maybe there's something to discuss, but overall, no, I agree with everybody on the panel. I don't really think this had a major effect on his overall legacy, and not at this point.
1: Well, I I disagree, so (laughs) I'm going to tell you all, uh, and I'm really surprised. I'm not as surprised as K-Star because I think I, I do get a sense that when you live in that area, there is kind of even though he's a Steeler fan, there's this Peyton Manning loyalty thing. So I'm I'm not completely surprised at K Star, but hey, listen, you know you can't sit here and talk about a guy being a top five one of the greatest of all time, and then he goes and gets annihilated in a Super Bowl, one and two in Super Bowls, 11 and 12 in playoff games, 12 losses more than any other uh, QB in in NFL history in playoff games after the season that he did have and say that it doesn't mean anything. Because had he won, I can assure you the conversation now goes, he's two and three in playoff games, and now he's making a case to be put in the same conversation as a Tom Brady. Because I think, I think unilaterally it's Montana and Brady. I think that's unilaterally kind of what the conventional wisdom is. And then where does Peyton fit into this hierarchy? And I got to tell you, losing and losing badly, I think losing anyway, but then losing badly, like being humiliated like that, I just can't get over the fact that I, 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 I can't ignore – that and I have to say that, you know, I start to now look at a Terry Bradshaw or a Troy Aikman, four and oh in Super Bowls, three and oh in Super Bowls, and I start to think maybe I wasn't maybe these guys should have been a little higher on my list because this is a guy who's lost twelve playoff games. This is a guy who's been oh and eight um, you know, eight eight years in a row, one and done in the playoffs. Is he one of the greatest? Well I think we can, we can, without question, say top ten, no doubt about it. But I got to tell you, to me, this loss has him teetering on whether you can throw him in the top five. Because if we say, and follow me on this, Montana, Universal, Brady, Universal. Now, where do we go from there? We can say um, uh, uh, Bradshaw. He can be in that conversation. You could say an Elway could be in that conversation, a Brett Favre could be in that conversation, you know. Heck, where's Drew Brees sitting in all of this? He's still playing. He's got you know some records. I mean, there's a lot of people that are in that discussion. Now, I know Peyton Manning's got five five MVPs, but one Super Bowl. His brother still has more Super Bowl wins, and he has them
5: over Tom Brady. <laughs>
1: Now, I'm not saying Eli should be in this conversation, but good Lord, I mean, it's hard for me now to have the same respect for Peyton Manning that I had before. It's hard for me. I do have a lot of respect for him. And class, there is not. There is no other. I, I, I have to go on record and just put it out there, and then we're going to bring our good friend Stink to chime in. <clears throat> but I have to say, I don't know of a classier NFL quarterback or NFL player I mean, this guy goes out and plays the worst game of his playoff career, maybe the worst game of his NFL career, I don't know. And he makes zero excuses. He gives the other two credit and he goes and does the interview post game. And when they try to make it about him, he says, No, you know, our whole team is, is is you know, well, how do you feel about this loss? Well, we lost as a team and, you know, none of us are happy about it. I mean he says all the right things. I have Nothing but respect for Peyton Manning when it comes to that. Nothing but respect. But in my opinion now, he's now, he's now dangerously close to being not a top five all-time quarterback. Right now. He's still got time to fix that. I agree with Jay on that. But right now, I, I just don't know. Let me see what St. has to say. Mr. St., welcome to the Madden Voice.
3: Fellas, man, I've been enjoying you all show Sorry I haven't been able to chime in the last two weeks, but, uh, man, I listened to the, the, the archives, and, man, great shows, man. Y'all did a great oh, play every week bringing it. And I got to say this real quick, man. The, the, the seg, the segment on when y'all was talking about Colin Kaepernick uh, a couple weeks ago, oh, man, it was great. I was... I was in. I was at work listening to it. Intrigued, man. I was saying, man, this is one of the best segments I've heard y'all do. All of y'all kind of disagreed <laughs> a little bit, man. It was just great. But um, thank you. Thank I, you. Yeah, man. The, uh, but Peyton Manning, man. I was uh, before I give my opinion. Um, I was rooting for him. I had him pick to win. I actually did pick him to beat. Uh, to beat uh, uh, the Patriots, I was shocked. T.U. Uh, T U went the other way on that one. But I had uh, Denver to beat the Patriots. I picked him to win the Super Bowl. And um, by the time the first quarter was ending, I knew it was over. And you see, you, the, the look you said you saw in Peyton Manning, beat, I've seen that look at him before in big games or playoff games. And uh, I just knew he wasn't going to have it. I knew he didn't have it. I knew he wasn't going to pick it. I didn't know, but I felt like I was telling everybody I was with, I said, man, he's not going to do it. And they was like, "No, shut up, man! It's just the first quarter." I said, "But I've seen this over and over with him, man. He just he gets unnerved or something. He, he just doesn't look like himself." And um, although I wouldn't blame the game on him, I mean, a lot happened. A lot of that stuff wasn't his fault. I mean, he wasn't on the um, the kickoff team, you know. You know, everything wasn't his fault, but. After he threw the first pick, and then the pick six, which you know you could debate whether that was his fault or not. I just knew I knew it was over, man. And um, I don't I don't think it it diminishes his uh, legacy in my eyes because you got to still add in the uh, the MVPs. He got five MVPs. He's been to twenty some playoff games. Um, he's broke a lot of records as a quarterback, but. He is who he is, man, and he's pretty much been like that since his whole uh, – even in college, he, he kind of messed up the big game. He blew he some big games in college, so he just, that's just who he is. Yeah, but you can't say that
1: he blows big games, but then he's one of the greatest of all time. It's a kind of a contradiction. I mean, isn't that what defines the great ones is that when the money's on the line that they perform, isn't that – that's what we talking about with Tom Brady. That's what we're talking about with Joe Montana. I threw Terry Bradshaw in the mix, 4-0 in Super Bowls. I even threw Troy Aikman just in the conversation, 3-0 in Super Bowls, okay? I'm, I'm just saying – Great ones show up in these big games constantly. So if you're saying he's one of the great ones, but then you're saying, but his track record is he doesn't show up in big games. I think you're contradicting yourself, Saint.
3: Well, I didn't say. Even though I will say, I will say he, he's one of the great ones. I didn't say he was. I said he just his legacy doesn't change in my mind because this is who he's been. This is who I. So I was trying to tell y'all week one, y'all. Talk bad about me. I was trying to tell you the same thing. You're saying now, in my eyes, his legacy doesn't change. I, I, don't, put, I don't put him in the top three, four. I might put him in the top five quarterbacks. But, uh, you know, I mean, you, you, I would say you can keep him out of the top six. He's not in your top six quarterbacks of all times.
1: I, I don't know he where he is right now. He was, he, he was at the end of the regular season, and now I got to sit back and rethink it because I got to tell you that I respect the five MVPs. I do. I think that's phenomenal, but that's individual statistical performance, okay? That's really what that is. That's individual statistical performance. He's had some insane seasons, and I think he's deserved them. But when I look at, when I look at winners and I look at all-time greats, I want to see winning, and immediately 16-7 and 7 comes to mind, Joe Montana, 23 playoff games, just like Peyton Manning, but 16-7. and 7. So, he's number one.
3: Nobody, nobody's Joe Montana. Absolutely. He's always going to be number one. Absolutely. He's going to be number one. Just can do what he do, but but he's dead, Brady, even if he's 20, not- 15 and eight. Okay?
1: Now, granted, over the last seven or eight years, he hasn't been as productive as he was in his first four or five years. I got no issues with that, but we're talking whole careers. 18 and eight, Tom Brady. So, to me, Tom Brady's number two. Now, depending on your measuring... You know, you have to talk about guys like a Bradshaw, like an Aikman, only because they went to the Super Bowl and never lost. So you got to at least respect that. They had great teams, but Peyton didn't have no slouch team yesterday. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not, And don't get me wrong. When I, when I did my top five, I didn't put Aikman in there. I actually had uh, Starbeck in there because the, the man was insane as a quarterback, you know, for a lot of reasons. So that's all I'm saying is now – I'm not as quick to put him in my top five, Train, I'm sorry. You want to say something? No. This is my issue with the
4: with the whole legacy thing. Is that um, we're looking at we're looking at Peyton Manning and what he's done in the playoffs, and the fact just taking the game yesterday. I mean, really, it, <laughs> it wasn't a whole lot he could do. And like Saint said before, he didn't lose that game on his own. It wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like he played poor because he just couldn't get it done. He played poor because the Seahawks dictated. And when you just look at the, even when you look at some of the matchups that he's faced throughout his career, definitely in the playoffs, this guy has played some of the some of the most dominant defenses that that was throughout the season. The many times he had to go up against the Patriots, the many times he had to go up against the Steelers, all those were dominant defenses. So it's just funny when we look at these quarterback legacies and we talk about wins and losses, I mean, it's still, it's still a team game. So you, you have to almost, when you talk about their legacy, you do have to look at, look at them as far as their individuality, their MVPs and, and all that nature. Because when it comes down to winning championships, man, that takes full team effort as you but, saw but, but, Seattle, the but, way Seattle won, but, even with the train. way Montana won, even with the way Aitken won, even with the way Eli won, two, but, but two but bowls, train. That was
1: balls. But steam. train, the quarterbacks get the credit when they win. You can't excuse them when they lose. You can I'm not excusing, you I'm not excusing when they wait, lose. Wait, wait, wait. You can't, you can't, abs- let me just say this, T. Here's
4: my thing. My thing is this. I know that the majority out there loves to give the quarterback too much credit when they win and uh, 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 too much credit when they lose. That's not me. I, all, I've always kept the team concept. So when I listen to legacy, that's my, that's my standpoint. I'm looking at the team. And when I look at legacy, you have to look at the individual.
1: Okay. And, and I hear what you're saying, and that's fine, but – How you look at it is how you look at it. I'm saying is that a guy who put 606 points up put up eight yesterday, and he led that offense. Yeah, he didn't do it by himself,
5: but he didn't put up those
1: 606 points by himself, and yet it was enough to earn him an MVP. So if we give him the accolades when he goes out there, and puts up 606 points and call him the best quarterback in the NFL and give him an MVP award then we have to say when he goes out there and contributes to that abysmal performance that the entire team did it wasn't like he was a shining star and the team stunk no he stunk too yesterday yeah he stunk too yesterday that's what NBA, I'm, I'm not
4: talking denying that.
1: Ask, My view is this, it
4: did not affect his legacy up to this point well, that's, because that's, he, was, you know, he I, was before he went into that game. And that's, yet, and to me, that doesn't change.
1: But you've already said that your viewpoint is not, you don't look at it the way most people do. So I can't, I, you know, what I'm telling you is that if he had won, then people, then the general consensus becomes, where does he stand now next to Brady? Because now he's, he's two out of three. Brady's three out of five. Now there's this conversation about where he stands next to Brady. So had he won, I'm telling you now, whether you see it that way or not, it's fine. I'm telling you now, every sports show that you would have turned on would have been, where does Peyton Manning stand next to Brady now that he won his second Super Bowl and he has his fifth MVP? Where does he stand now? Could you argue that Peyton Manning is better than Tom Brady? That's what we would have heard all day today had he won the game. So all I'm saying is since since the game was lost, then now – We've got to look at the other side of that coin because he didn't win. That's all I'm saying. I, I just want
2: to say something real quick. I mean, yes, T, I live in Indianapolis, but I, I've always given Peyton great as far as playoff record goes. because I've seen, you know, here's the thing. If you want to give him these MVPs and you want to give him those credit, all the credit for how great he is and those accolades during the regular season, well, then you have to give him the same kind of assessment in the postseason. And the reason why is because if you're going to all his game-winning drives, uh, and the 12-win teams he has, well, it changes in the postseason. The fact of the matter is the level of play notches up a little bit, but if his isn't actually going up, if his is actually becoming subpar at times, which it definitely has, uh, I remember when he was shut out in 2002 at zero, uh, and lost to the Jets 41-0. No one talks, no one talks about that. Um, then he has to be held accountable. You know, five MVPs, that's amazing. But, again, a lot of those MVPs, guess what? They're not Offensive Player of the Year awards. They're MVPs because his team was really good throughout the season. And so when his team uh, fails like it has many times in the postseason, yeah, he deserves to be blamed for a lot of that stuff. I mean, he really does. So, uh, T, I definitely agree with you here.
1: JB, you want to get in on this?
0: Uh, It's it's a matter of opinion. Um, I mean, it it goes back to what everybody's saying. When the quarterback is the GOAT and the team lost, rightfully so. When the team wins and the quarterback gets the GOAT, That's just how it seems to go. I think we need to just go to the next step to see how that player performed during those games. If Manny had played up to the standards that we're accustomed to and they still got beat, would we still have the same type of discussion? I'm not so sure. But the fact of the matter was he only scored eight points, and and that's why we're having this discussion now because he's known for racking up the points, and he didn't do what we're accustomed to seeing him do.
1: Yeah, and I and I and I and I think that's the main point is that, you know, I, I don't have a problem. He's the leader of the offense, and his job is to make things happen, lead that team down the field, and get points. He got eight. Now, absolutely, Seattle had everything to do with that. Absolutely, I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from Seattle. I'm matter of fact, I'm telling you, that's the second best defense I think I might have ever seen in my life. But, I thought we were watching one of the best offenses in the history of this game based on what we've seen all year. So I expected more led by Peyton Manning. And that's why I'm saying um, for me, Commissioner T, my opinion is his legacy took a a shot on the arm. Now, fortunately, if he's going to go and get his neck looked at in March, and if there's no, you know, further damage or anything like that, he'll be back. So he's got – at least one more year to come back and do something about it, and that's great. I like Peyton Manning. I do. I particularly appreciate his character, his integrity, and how he, you know, prepares for the game. But I'm looking at it just um, unbiased from a football person. I'm saying he stunk it up. Everyone on that team stunk There's really nobody. I think the only – I think really the, the Denver defense kind of played okay for some of the game. You know, there were some stops they made. I mean, San Francisco, after, you know, had their first two drives, they walked away with field goals, you know, because it, the, the defense tightened up. That game could have been, you know, 16 uh, nothing quick, and he walked away with field goals, giving Peyton back the ball to try to do something. So I think, I think the defense, at least early on, was doing some stuff. But I'm just saying that, you know, I am a Peyton Manning fan and supporter, but yesterday he didn't accomplish anything. He didn't do anything. And I expected more from him yesterday. I really did. In a game of this magnitude, I really thought that Peyton Manning would step up and make it competitive. And when it came out in the second half, man, I knew it was over. Um, Uh, Saint, did you have more on this, or are you all set?
3: I'm good to go, man. Yeah, yeah. laid it out beautifully.
1: All right. Appreciate it, brother. All right. Train. Let me ask you this on a different topic: uh, Seahawks moving forward. What, what, what's your what's your thoughts on this defense and this team? I mean, is this team set up to be the next dynasty? Could we be looking at a team that could, you know, come back next couple of years? Are they in position to do this again for the next couple of years? Uh, that was for you, Doctor Train.
4: I'm sorry. I said uh, I, I, I was saying I think they're definitely in a position to be competitive and possibly, uh, possibly a turn. Um They have a very good defense. I mean, uh, they have a very good coach. Uh, when you when you spoke earlier about you know Pete Carroll not receiving enough credit, I mean you were you were he was spot on. He they really prepared them to play that game. And kept it very simple for them to be to be successful, and all they had to do was execute um with a coach like that uh and uh, you know in a division that they're in i mean it's not going to be easy for them but uh still they have a very they have a, to me they have a very solid a very solid team all around um, I just mm-hmm. think it's tougher when it comes to the n f c because uh the defense is tougher in that particular conference.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to go to K-Star and ask him about the Broncos' future. Let's assume Peyton Manning comes back next year. Do you think the Broncos, you know, I, I mean, is, is, is are they destined to return to greatness next year? Which, what are your thoughts on the Broncos, um, you know, a year from now?
2: Um, I think they absolutely have uh, all the probability to be the AFC favorite next year as they should be. Uh, because they have a lot of young talent. I mean, they have Monte Ball, running back, who's probably going to step in from NoSean Moreno, and he did a good job his rookie season. You know, they have Demarius Thomas, who I think is second-best receiver in the league. They still have a great receiving core. They have Julius Thomas, another young uh, threat. But moreover, you know, they'll be getting Von Miller back, and they'll be able to uh, take the opportunity to show up that defense a bit. I mean, it struggled at times this season, but we saw a rebound in the postseason play pretty well. Um, And so I'm not sure why anything would change offensively. If they have a drop-off, it's probably to be expected because of the highest scoring offense in the NFL history last year. I don't expect that to be a repeat, but they're definitely going to be a top three offense, and I expect them to play better on defense. Again, Von Miller is a big, uh, big impact player, and um, him being healthy is already a big, uh, will be a big contribution
1: to that team. Okay. JB, do you agree that these two teams are destined to return to greatness next year, or do you see something different?
0: Uh, As far as Seattle is concerned, I I think they're set up for a a nice little run, uh, barring injuries and obviously barring any potential cap issues. I I think they're set for a good run. They love playing for for Pete Carroll. I mean, bottom line, they love playing for the guy. And I think there was a survey out that said he was the one coach that folks would like to play for the most. So Seattle, I think so. Denver, I, I, I like to say that they are. But I just don't know how this loss is going to affect them in the offseason. I just I don't know. Um, I, I like to agree with, 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 uh, with K-Star. I like to think that they're going to come back and, um, and, and compete and represent the AFC. I don't see why not. But just something in my gut says a loss like this can really set a franchise back. The potential is there for it. So I have a little bit of an asterisk for Denver.
1: Well, I think, I think Denver, um, I think the AFC with the Patriots and the Colts, um, the Chiefs, um, K-Star Steelers, I think the AFC is going to be tough. Um, you know, the, these teams are going to come back next year, and they're going to, they're going to be on a mission. Um, NFC? what intrigues me about the Seahawks is that 23 of their players were undrafted <laughs> 23 of the three of roster were undrafted. Um, Pete Carroll, uh, you know, and I remember Pete Carroll when he coached the Patriots. Okay. Pete Carroll has not always been a success in the NFL. And it's amazing that he is now revered as a coach. I mean, he, you're right. You know, whoever said, it, I think Jay said it, they love playing for him. Um, but I, I, it's going to be interesting because of free agency. And I don't know the specifics of these contracts, but these guys are going to want to get paid. And it's already been – they got their Super Bowl ring. So, you know, um, this isn't LeBron and Chris Bosh and D. Wade, let's get together and win some rings. Um, these guys are the ring. Now they're going to want to get paid. Sherman's making 690 grand base salary. Homeboy going to want to get paid. Okay? So get a fat I'm not – Oh, without a doubt. I mean, he's already making millions in endorsements because he ran his mouth. God bless him. <laughs> you know. Yeah.
0: So I,
1: I, it's going to. Be, it's this to me is going to. This could very well resemble what I saw happen in Dallas 20 years ago. Free agency kicked in in '94. Dallas was able to squeak out one more Super Bowl, and then salary cap, and you know the, the team pretty much never really returned to prosperity, even to this day. So I'm not saying that that's necessarily the case in Seattle. What I'm saying, though, is it's going to be hard for them to keep their top players because of free agency. But Pete Carroll has shown that he can go out and find guys in the street and bring them in and make them make them pretty doggone good. So we'll see. I also think that, you know, we had we had the 49ers. Um, I I think I don't think we could sleep on the 49ers. I really think they're going to be there. I think the Saints are going to be there. You know, give them another year. And, you know, and now they see. And, and let me just make a, another broad comment. Seattle not only showed a way to be physical and to be intimidating and stay within the new rules of the NFL. Um, and, 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 and that is what impresses me the most is these hits are legal, clean hits. These guys aren't getting flagged, you know, helmet to helmet and all that stuff. And if, the, other, the other, well, I'll say 49ers are pretty close. Um, the other thirty teams in the NFL, they better wake up. <laughs> they better wake up, because if they don't, and Seattle stays together, no one's gonna beat them. Oh man! You'll, you'll you'll beat them if they get broken up. But if this team stays together for another few years, and the other defenses don't step up to get physical like these guys are, I mean, somebody I heard one of the announcers say. When they looked at Seattle and they looked at Denver, it looked like a, a pro team against a college team. That Seattle just looked bigger, meaner, and just more more physically dominating. I've never heard that before about two NFL teams. So if this team can stay together, I think these other teams are going to have to step up. Like, really, they're going to have to step up. Um, uh, let's see what I got. Um, I just want to ask you all a question. It's kind of nothing to do with the game, but – um, did y'all catch Marshawn Lynch media day? <laughs> I
4: did. <laughs> Indeed,
0: we did. <laughs> all right. I I, did. Mean,
1: all right. I mean, I don't know. K Star, you start. Your thoughts on Marshawn Lynch and how he handled his media day? Because uh, I have some definite uh, gonna, thoughts. I'm gonna give y'all the floor first.
2: I really think he handled the media day. He kind of just dealt with it, which he felt uh, the way in which he wanted wanted to deal with it. Uh, I mean, listen, it was like two minutes of entertainment. I mean, the guy was funny when he was talking to him. He's about that work. Um, but <laughs> at the same time, I mean, people wanted to ask some questions. He's the star of the Seahawks. He's one of the stars of the Seahawks, and he just, you know, wasn't having it. And it was in his contract. I mean, it's not like there's anything I'm sure that's new. I don't know if his agent's been or what. But, I mean, for the brief period, I thought it was entertaining, but, at the same time, I felt for those who actually wanted to actually ask him real football questions rather than you know um you know what, why are you just kind of avoiding the you know media and all that other stuff
1: okay Dre?
4: I had to say at most man it was just it was just entertaining um from a professional standpoint, you know you kind of want a guy to just. You know, people want to know. You know, fans want to know a little bit more about you, and that's that's kind of why media is there. You know, it's 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 open to day you know, to play it all day for the fans to see you get interviewed. So they want to know a little bit more about you. But, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can't really argue with a guy that doesn't like being in front of the camera. But it, sometimes you just it's part of the job, so you just gotta suck it up. But he came out with the most professional. But it was still, nevertheless, he came out, and like I said, it was entertaining. JB?
0: Yeah, I I had to laugh myself because of how brief it was. But in all actuality, I didn't have a problem with it. It, it It's the opposite of Richard Sherman, but they both, they're consistent, and that's what I'm about. If you're not wanting to talk a lot before all this stuff, why talk now? And he showed up to make sure he didn't get fined, which I cracked up on. Um so I ain't have a problem with
1: it. Well, I I'll just say this. Um I never like it. The Cowboys had a running back named Marion Barber. Marion the Barbarian. Marion never liked to be interviewed, never liked to speak in front of the camera. I'm sorry. Um there are certain things that come with your job and um you know, we are the fans and we are paying your salary. We are buying tickets. We are buying the merchandise. We are the ones that pay your salary. And I take it as completely disrespectful that you can't come out and do a reasonable interview without, yeah, he was funny, but you know what? I don't want to hear that you only did it to get fine. So you don't give a shit about your fans, about the people that support your team, the 12th man that you guys talk about. You could care less. I understand you're not comfortable. Okay. That's all right. You ain't got to stay out there for an hour like Sherman. Give 10, 15 good minutes to your fans. Do it for your people. Do it for the people that support you. I just think that it's just, to me, I don't like it. I don't like it. I didn't like it when Marion did it for the Cowboys. I don't like it, you know, when when Lynch did it. I think that, you know, the team gets a PR person to work with him so he gets comfortable, and you accept the mantle. You're the starting running back of this team. You're a franchise running back. And you got a lot of fans, a lot of supporters out there, and it's a Super Bowl. And we need you to go out there and represent this team well. And you go out there and you you know you do the right thing for ten minutes and that's all we ask of you. you ain't got to stay out there all day, but you know you, you need to do this for your for your fans. And the fact that it was almost like a don't care attitude. I'm just gonna get this over with because I don't want to get fined. Now I, I just these guys to me get a little big for their britches sometimes, man. You know, you know you, you earning all these millions of dollars. I get it, but you know what? You do have an obligation to the people that support you. And you know, period. Let me go to the phones. 717-AREA-CODE, welcome to the Madden
3: Voice.
5: Hey, guys. Uh, it's Mike in Pittsburgh. Um, anybody that's dreaming of Peyton Manning ending his career on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks, um, I got news for you. Your dream's over. Um, when we talk about legacy, guys, we talk from the beginning. So let's go to the beginning, his career at Tennessee. Um, Every year, they played Florida, and that game was the biggest game in the SEC, the winner in the national championship hunt. And every year, Florida kicked his ass. Um, let me ask you guys something. The year after Peyton Manning left Tennessee to go to the pros, what did Tennessee do? Won the change of T. Martin. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not with Peyton Manning, the golden boy, you know, the, the player with the silver spoon in his mouth, that broke all the records, they won a championship with T. Martin. Um, And the list goes on. It goes all the way up until yesterday. When you look at Peyton Manning's career until now, the one thing he's done, championship, he beat Rex Grossman in the Super Bowl where he threw one touchdown and one interception. He basically just let Rex Grossman cut his own throat. So all these Peyton Manning apologists, I don't see it. I don't think that they're willing to even say he's
1: not as good as he is. Well, I will say this though. I think uh, Martin went to the Steelers, right? K Star. Yeah. He was a, yeah. Had, had a had a heck of career, didn't
2: he? He sure did. Riding third string behind Cordell Stewart and Tommy Maddox and friends.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I get what you're saying, but what he did in what he did in college is not the issue. It's what he's done in the pros, and it's not even close between him and Martin. Even though Martin won a won a title, you know, in college, but evaluate Peyton's professional career and you tell me who are your four quarterbacks who are your five if you say mount rushmore that's four so who are your four quarterbacks ahead of Peyton? and i'm not disagreeing with you i think his legacy was hurt yesterday but who are your who are your top four or five quarterbacks
5: well i i got i got i got about 10 um when it comes to play, playoff time in a big game but i'll give you four montana elway Brady, I think Aaron Rodgers, after that performance yesterday, I think Aaron Rodgers passes Peyton Manning, to be honest with you. Um, I'll go to Aikman. I'll go to Staubach, Bradshaw, even Dan Marino, Dan Fouts. I, I, I can name, listen, oh. no, no, listen, I can name about 20 quarterbacks if you said one game to, to decide it all that I'd rather have in there instead of Peyton Manning and his brother's one of them. Yeah, they but, they gotta to, they gotta, but they got to. They got. But they got. They got to get to the game. You can do
1: that. Yeah, I mean, and they got to get to the game. Fouts, Fouts, you know, uh, uh, Marino. I mean, you got to get to the game. These guys, you know, let's not let's not discount the fact that yeah, he beat Rex Grossman. Um, you know, and I'm sure Train's got some thoughts on that. But let's, let us give Manning some credit that he did win a Super Bowl, okay? And he can't control who's on the other side of the field. He, he, won, he did win a Super Bowl, and that means something in the NFL. <clears throat> he will probably have every single passing record when he's done, and that means something in the NFL. So I, I think uh, while I don't see him as top five necessarily right now, Um, I'm not going to necessarily shoot him down to the other end of the list either. Um, And, you know, yeah, you can go ahead and take Eli, as long as he's playing Tom Brady. Um, But if he's not playing Tom Brady, Eli ain't done nothing. I mean, he's got his two Super Bowls. He's also had two incredible defenses, kind of not too dissimilar from what we saw in Seattle. So you mean if Peyton Manning's on Seattle instead of Russell Wilson, does he not win a Super Bowl? i
5: tell you what, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't trust Peyton Manning a bit anymore. Um, you go back. I mean, doesn't that stand for something? When four years in college, you don't. You can't beat a team. You can't win the national championship, and then a year after, uh, basically a quarterback like you said that did nothing in the NFL. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. w- wins the championship. Um, how many times, guys, has he had uh, basically a, an easy road to the Super Bowl, home field? You know, against the Steelers, the Patriots. And what did he really do this year? Uh, he beat a San Diego team in the playoffs that needed a missed field goal to get in, and he beat a yeah. team decimated by injuries. So, uh, I, you know. He took one, though,
2: against Brady, by the way, and he needs to change it. You can't take that away from him. I mean, that kind of helps him a little the, bit.
5: The thing is, guys, is anyone that supports Peyton Manning with this argument, there's always an excuse. It's always something. Those, I'll tell you what, those Indianapolis defenses, when he was there, you got Dwight Freeney on one side and Robert Mathis on the other. At the time, they were considered probably the top two defensive ends in the game with Bob Sanders at safety. So I don't buy that argument when, when someone tries to tell me whether defense wasn't that good. That team was loaded, and he had subpar performances in the playoffs, period.
1: He did have some, yes. I, but I would, I would just say that at no point in time was the N D defense ever considered an 85 Bears or a 2000 Ravens. Or at no point in, at no point in time, he did have solid defenses. And yes, I, I'll be the first one to say, you know, he's had some questionable playoff performances. But he does have 11 wins. He does have three Super Bowl appearances and one Super Bowl win. So I'm not gonna. I guess. I'm I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm not just going to ship them all the way down to the other end. I'm going to say I'm right in the middle right now, you know. And your and and K Star hit on a good point. I mean, he just beat Tom Brady in the championship game to go to the Super Bowl. You know, the one same Tom comment. Brady. Go ahead.
5: One final one final comment. It's it's a comment slash question. In the Super Bowl, he lost against New Orleans. What was the key play in that game? There's two of them. There yeah, was the
2: onside six. kick, the surprise onside, and his pick six that Tracy Porter had.
5: What was the, what was the key uh, play yesterday when they when they were still in the game? I think it was fifteen nothing, and they were driving. <laughs> pick six. Uh,
2: yeah, he
5: was. Uh, when he
2: threw it, though,
5: come on. I mean, don't yeah, me be wrong. Pick six is a pick oh, six, man. but it's not
2: like the dude made a bad read. He literally just got hit when he threw yeah, the but ball. They, but
5: that's the excuse everyone uses for Peyton Manning. No. He always I'm not to even being me an
2: apologist. I'm just saying like he didn't play good at all. Don't me wrong, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I don't know that I don't know that we can we can that pick six on him. I mean, he got. If anything, I'd put that pick six on No. Sean Moreno, who's yeah, just yeah. What was Sean
2: doing on that play, by the way? Just staying there watching yeah, it. What was he, he
1: doing a Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. while – you know. a great why,
5: quarterback, if you're a great quarterback, you're supposed to sidestep it, step up in the pocket, hold on to the ball, stuff. something. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, but, it's just like we're, everyone's giving Peyton Manning a free ride on all all his you know bad I, plays, I, I, and I just have you,
1: Have you listened to the show? Because none of us gave him a free – I didn't give him a
5: free ride at all.
1: I was not giving him a free ride. All I'm saying is that particular – to me, to me, (laughs) honestly, we can go back to the first play of the game where the ball got hiked over his head, okay? And to me, it went downhill from there. You know, it it was just nothing that went right in this game for these guys, including Manning. And Manning played horrible. He played a horrible game. There's no doubt about it.
5: One more thing. Since 1971, the Miami Dolphins, that was the last team to lose a Super Bowl and come back the next year and win the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning's done, guys. He's not even going to sniff another Super Bowl. When you lose like you did yesterday in the Super Bowl, that has a carryover effect to next year. They're done. He might as well retire because he's never going to sniff another ring in his life. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling.
1: I get, I, get the, I get the sense that Mike from Pittsburgh is, is, a, is, a, is not a Peyton Manning fan. I don't know what would give me that wow. idea. Um, I would say if there's anybody that could come back next year, it's Peyton Manning. Um, you know, while, while I don't make any excuses for his abysmal performance yesterday, I do agree with K-Star that on that pick six, he got hit, and quarterbacks get hit. Matter of fact, Russell Wilson got hit more than any quarterback in the NFL this year. And, yeah, he wants to. Support. Yeah, even. What about
2: it happens. I mean, even Ben. I mean, the guy's from Pittsburgh. I'm sure he's a Steelers fan. If he's not, then we have some issues there. But, I mean, Ben <laughs> against the Packers, he got hit when uh, against the Packers when he threw a pick six when uh, they pushed a guard right into him when he was making the throw. And, I mean, I wasn't killing Ben for that. I don't think anyone reasonable was. I mean, he got literally pushed into when he was making a throw. And sometimes you have a whopper and a duck that goes up, and you just kind of hope for the best.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think if there's anyone that can come back. I think Peyton Manning, we know his level of professionalism, how hard he works, and to say that he's just not going to come back because of history. Um, yeah, no. Pey- Peyton Manning defies a lot of odds. There's anybody that can come back next year and win a Super Bowl. Um, it's Peyton Manning. I, I, I definitely, even though he has damaged his legacy in my eyes, I still know what he's capable of. And if that next you know, uh, injury is okay and he comes back, I, I say it, you still can't sleep on the Broncos, particularly if they can bring back all the key players for another run. Yeah, don't sleep on them.
0: Um, and Don Miller will be next year too. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <clears throat> all right, real quick before we get out of here, just some quick NFL news. Uh, the Rams hired Greg Williams as defensive coordinator. Everyone will remember that Greg Williams was defensive coordinator for the Saints. Bounty Gate was suspended from the nfl suspended suspension is over um uh jeff fisher and greg williams have a history and uh, i think for the rams it's a great move greg williams is a great defensive coordinator however um i, I, I don't know for me i think the guy should have been suspended for longer I, I i just my personal opinion um i'm never one that that wants people to not make a living but my opinion is that was major, and he was a center figure in that. And I, I think maybe like five years, you know, gone for five years and then come back. But, hey, we'll see what happens. Um, hopefully hopefully there will be no more Bounty gates. Um and, and the Cowboys hired Rob, 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 Ron, Mer, Ron, yeah, Ron Marinelli as a Rod, Rod Marinelli. Defensive coordinator, former Bears defensive coordinator. Now he has been promoted to defensive coordinator. Monty Kiffin stays with the team as a defensive uh, consultant. And as Train already knows, I'm ecstatic about it. I'm happier than a pig in slop. Um, happened actually right after we did our show. <laughs> as I was saying, I think the coordinators are locked in, and then that happened. So very very happy about that.
2: Can I uh, but, make a quick a, a quick a for Steelers as far as who they hired? I'm actually particularly excited about. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> they they hired they hired Mike Munchak to be their offensive line coach and he's a very good offensive line coach. In fact, I thought he was a pretty decent head coach in Tennessee. He didn't get too much of a fair shot, but uh, coming into Pittsburgh is Mike Munchak um, to help improve our offensive line, which makes me very very happy.
1: So go ahead. Awesome. All right, um, this is a Trey. Yard. Trey, last last topic of the night. Uh, your, your your boy Charles Tillman, Peanut Tillman, got Man of the Year, uh, which is great for him. Uh, the, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, but um, will Tillman be a free agent, or are the Bears going to bring him back? I mean, we're, we're, what, what's your what's your knowledge of his future with Chicago?
4: Um, right now, man, that's that's all I've been trying to read and look for. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the guy getting Man of the Year. I think that's that was pretty awesome, and uh, he's been pretty consistent with his with his community service, and I have a lot of respect for him on and off the field. Um, um, but you know, really, it will come down to where, to how much is he worth to the team? Um, and then they're definitely not going to break the bank. He, he'll be, you know, he'll be a corner that's turning 33, but he's still a good corner. And right now, not like Chicago got any cornerbacks waiting in the wings, and you can't, you, you, you it's, it's only, you know, there, there's no telling if you're gonna. Uh, you can you can do hit or miss in free agency or draft trying to find yourself uh, a good cornerback and yeah even though the even though the Super Bowl was won by defense um, you know you still you definitely you, it, it, the Seattle lets you know you still need good corners to play this game and I would hate to see Tillman not retire there uh, because the guy can play the guy is still one of still the best in the league at forcing fumbles from the cornerback position. So I, I hope they find a way for him to stick around, but it will come down to how much he's worth to the team.
1: Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um. So before we go, I want to see if this will work. I wasn't able to upload this 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 song, but I'm gonna put it into my um. I'm gonna put it into my headset and see if it'll play, and uh, see if you guys can hear this. Something that I'm toying with, and um let's see let's try and see if this will work let me see where the speakers are okay speakers are here hear that all right I yeah like actually we yeah. could very pretty clearly <laughs> okay wait wait, wait, wait wait I like it yeah uh, actually good. I do
5: <laughs>
1: all right all right stay tuned I'm working on some things um a new theme song and then like uh I won't call them commercials but just little plugs you know quick 30 second break boom so, uh, everybody stay tuned. But uh I found this program that has really helped in making that happen. So <clears throat> um so stay tuned. A lot a lot a lot of lot of special things coming. All right. Uh let's get out of here. Uh final comments. Let's go to uh J B. Final thoughts.
0: Uh looking forward to um the combines 'cause I was, that's really what's next. Um can't wait to to see what the next crop of talent brings to the NFL, really looking forward to it. Can't believe the season's over. Can't wait for the new season to begin.
1: Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful.
0: K Star, final thoughts.
1: Man, it's the NFL
2: offseason officially. It's a sad. I'm glad that uh, JB's beat over there, but I'm kind of sad. And I'm kind of, I'm real sad that it ended on ended on such a somber note with with such potentially great games just not being great at all. So. I, too, am looking
1: forward to next season, but I'm also aware it's very far away. Okay. Dr. Train, final thoughts. Uh,
4: Man, this has been an awesome year. Seriously, this has been a great year for the Madden Voice. I enjoyed doing the show with all of you guys, and definitely the new addition with little big brother Jay. Pretty awesome. Um... But as far as the off-season, I'm excited about that always. I think the off-season just brings a different flavor to see how teams try to fix their problems, sign their free agents. And also, T, I want to throw my name in the bid to host our draft special shows. I got a couple of people who I know watch a lot of college football that I want to bring on during that
1: time, so... Yeah. They can join us. I don't know about hosting, but if they if they wanna join us oh, No, no, you, um, you didn't hear me correctly. I, I wanna host
4: the show oh, you doing that. Host. Yes. I, I got a couple of people that I wanna bring on that I know watch college sports that will have maybe have a little bit of insight on the players, but no, no, I will be the guy on okay. the ones and twos.
1: All right. Well, we can, we can, we can talk about it. My, my, my little big brother, as you call him, is my college football aficionado since I am not. So I rely on his uh, rather extensive knowledge. But we, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. You know, there's yeah. plenty, of, plenty of room on the Madden Voice to bring in some more people. So that's fine. Um, all right. So we are going to, uh, Madden Voice fans, we're going to take next week off from the Madden Voice. We're going to allow for a couple weeks for news to develop. We will be back in two weeks. Uh, We're going to slowly get into our off-season schedule of probably every other week's shows for the next you know foreseeable future um you know and and we will play it a lot by ear what we don't want to do is come on with nothing to talk about uh and we also respect the fact that there's a lot of shows out there and there's a lot of information but that said we also know y'all love the mad voice so we are going to be here but we are going to take next week off so we will be back in two weeks in two weeks to talk whatever's going on um you know what's the latest with the nfl signings, hirings, coaches, moves, retirements, who the heck knows. Uh, we'll talk about it. What's the latest with our teams, Cowboys, Steelers, and Bears? What do we know? You know, what's been the fallout from the Super Bowl, Peyton Manning? It's now a couple of weeks. What are we hearing about, you know, moves that might be made? And, you know, we're, we're, we'll bring everybody up to speed, as only the Madden voice can do. So for Dr. Train, for J.B., For K-Star, I want to thank you guys for another great year. We're going to go on off-season mode, but we will be back in two weeks, Tuesday night, 8 o'clock, to talk some NFL football. And, hey, guess what? All year, I say, all feuds will be settled on the field. I think we can all agree, feud was settled yesterday. Congratulations to the Seattle Seahawks. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Good night, everybody.